It's August 26th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories today. Europe faced the prospect of a radiation disaster yesterday when the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant was disconnected from Ukraine's power grid, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said. It was only due to backup electricity kicking in that the plant was able to operate safely, he added. Fires started by shelling near the site had earlier damaged overhead power lines, cutting the plant off. The International Atomic Energy Agency said that all six nuclear reactor units remained disconnected from the power grid, despite supplies having been restored later yesterday. This could pose problems for Ukraine, as the plant provides 20% of all of Ukraine's electricity needs. A mission from the UN's IAEA is expected to visit the plant next week. U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn met with Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen Friday at the presidential office in the latest act of defiance by Washington against Beijing. The latest meeting comes on the heels of Nancy Pelosi's visit earlier this month, as well as another trip by five other U.S. lawmakers. Tsai said that she was happy to see Taiwanese semiconductor companies investing in the United States and that Taiwan would like to be further integrated into the Biden administration's new Indo-Pacific economic framework. There does not appear to be a major response from China, at least not yet. It's interesting to see how China reacts as these visits keep coming. There has been no major reaction, at least at this point. So that brings up the question of why Nancy Pelosi's trip was such a big deal while these other trips have not been. Nancy Pelosi is, of course, the number two in line for the presidency. However, I think there's a lot going on in China behind the scenes. GDP growth is down. The zero-COVID policy has wreaked havoc. They can't revive population growth despite the end to the one-child policy, and much more. All of this is happening under Xi Jinping's watch, who is seeking an unprecedented third term in office. China is a hard intelligence target, and we don't know as much about its inner workings as we'd like, but the lack of response to the Blackburn trip gives us at least some hint as to what's going on behind the Great Wall. Argentinian President Alberto Fernandez was engulfed in controversy yesterday after saying he hoped the prosecutor leading a corruption trial against Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner does not kill himself like he claims another prosecutor did after pressing charges against her. The main opposition coalition, United for Change, characterized Fernandez's statements as a veiled threat against the federal prosecutor's personal safety. Some political leaders said they would seek charges against him. Alberto Nisman died from a gunshot wound in January 2015, a day before he was scheduled to present evidence against then-President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, whom he accused of conspiring with Iran to cover up its alleged involvement in a 1994 bombing of a Jewish community center in Buenos Aires. 
Elsewhere, Angola's governing MPLA party looks set to extend its almost 50-year-long stint in power, holding off a challenge from its former civil war enemy, UNITA. With more than 97% of the votes in Wednesday's election counted, the MPLA was polling about 51% against 44% for UNITA, electoral officials say. This would give President Joao Lorenco a second five-year term in office. United said earlier it was considering contesting the results because they did not correspond to reality. Wednesday's poll had been billed as Angola's most closely fought election since independence in 1975. France has held its nose on many occasions when it comes to dealing with the UK, but perhaps never quite so literally. French MEPs have accused the UK of neglecting environmental commitments by allowing raw sewage to be dumped in the channel in North Sea. The action threatens health and marine life on the French coast, the politicians claimed, in a letter calling for legal and political action from the European Commission. The MEPs from President Emmanuel Macron's party warned that in the short term, the leaks could damage bathing waters on the French coast and harm marine biodiversity fishing, and shellfish farming. Britain's privatized water industry has been blamed by campaigners for allowing the spills, while conservative politicians have been inundated with angry correspondence after campaign material from opposition parties claimed the Tories voted for foul matter to be dumped in the country's waters. North Korea told patients with an unknown fever on Friday they had the flu, not coronavirus, as initially feared. The claim comes just a day after authorities locked down the area in the Ryangang province near China and deployed medical teams. KCNA said diagnostic tests of the samples, the nature of the symptoms, and information gained from contact tracing led health workers to conclude that the fevers were caused by influenza. Although they've lifted the lockdown, they urged residents to continue wearing masks and report any fever symptoms. Australian police said today that it had seized some $1.1 billion worth of crystal meth concealed within marble stones in several sea freight containers in what it said was the biggest ever haul of the drug in the country. More than 1,800 kilograms of methamphetamine was found in containers arriving in Sydney Port over recent weeks hidden in marble stone slabs. Just over 1,000 kilograms of methamphetamine was found in the latest seizure, police said, after about 750 kilograms was confiscated last week. All shipments originated in the Middle East region with the consignment details of both drug seizures identical, Watson said. No charges have been made in relation to the latest seizure, but police had arrested three men over the drugs found last week. In more mysterious news today, authorities in Nebraska are trying to determine who released 16 million gallons of water by opening a dam on an irrigation channel one night this month, and why. The puzzling water release from the Cambridge Canal reduced the flow to some 18,000 acres of crops and jeopardized expensive irrigation equipment, according to Brad Edgerton, 
the general manager of the Frenchman Cambridge Irrigation District that runs the nearly 48-mile-long waterway. Edgerton discovered that someone had wrenched open the dam's two 10-foot sluice gates, sending the precious waters down the Republican River. It was an unfortunate situation. In the scheme of things, it wasn't a lot of water, but it was an inconvenience, he said. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Cameron Bokhari, Director of Analytical Development at the New Lines Institute, about the potential contours of the new Iran nuclear deal. Go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.